Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Quartermiss. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Don Q. Today is Sunday, May 28th, 23. All right. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Sunday. Like I said, sorry about Friday. I uh, had a lot of shit going on. Had to have a biopsy on my shoulder. And uh, on top of that, I was sick. And tired. Not sick and tired in the phrase of, I'm sick and tired of this bullshit. I was just literally sick and tired. So, when I got home from Tampa from my biopsy, I fell asleep. So, the show I'm bringing you guys today was actually what I had prepared for Friday. So, uh, bear with me on the on the time-sensitive situation. The good thing is, is no one's really talking about what I'm going to talk about. So, it's kind of, I can give you my spin on this situation. And then I'm probably going to be back again tomorrow with another show for Memorial Day. Um, <clears throat> mainly just because I want to. And you're welcome. So, uh couple of things real quick um uh just gonna go over some some of the business basically you know the same old same old but i gotta keep it fresh i gotta keep it going mainly because if we have new people listening to the show uh i need to let them know the deal right uh this won't be a long show one hour later right but seriously no because i gotta really wind down and and try and get into bed because i got a big day tomorrow at work and i want to be able to get home to, to bring you another show so with that being said, guys, please, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, make sure you share this with your friends. Follow the show. It doesn't cost you anything. I'm not charging you. I'm not offering subscription-based content. It is what it is. I just try to bring you the best show I can possibly bring you 
hopefully three times a week, depending on situations. And uh, your what you can do to repay me for that is to share this with your friends. We're available on every podcast app out there, with the exception of Pandora, for whatever reason. So we say fuck Pandora. Um, everywhere. If you're on a Google, we're on Google. We're on Apple. We're on. I mean, basically, there's two types of phones. There's Android and Apple, right? Android-based and iOS, okay? If you have either of those phones and those operating systems, we're on Google Play, we're on Apple Podcast. If for whatever reason you want to listen to it on Spotify, guess what? We're there. Our home, uh, our, uh, our provider, I guess, is Podbeam. If you want to follow us there, that's great. Uh, iHeart, Stitcher, Amazon... Uh, Samsung free I mean everywhere so no one has an excuse not to listen to us and better yet if you have multiple apps download the show on multiple apps you know hook a brother up with some downloads no I'm joking but seriously downloads and uh, then if you want to follow us on social media guys it's Don't Tread on America on Facebook Instagram and the Ticker Talker finally put up a new TikTok yesterday so if you want to check it out and then on uh, Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775 and if you want to follow me on the Twitter machine, it's a PCGC underscore 1775. All right. Like I said, short show, uh, mainly because I got a big day and I need to try and get some sleep. So my friend over here, uh, Mr. Whiskey, is going to help a lot. Well, it's not whiskey. It's bourbon. In this house, we drink bourbon. Uh, so let me take a sip here and get that. Mm. Yeah. little Buffalo Trace in the system. Gets you riled up. Round up. I want to wind down, Don. So, anyway, <sighs> let me catch my breath here. All right, here we go. So, it's been a little more than three years now since uh, <laughs> since this, but uh, because when I wrote this up, it was three years. But anyway, so three years later, and we actually have the actual causes of George Floyd's death. It's been three years now since St. George has gone to the nether regions of hell. And we we kind of knew, we kind of speculated, we have conspiracy theories as to why and how he died. But now we have the actual, three years later now, mind you, three years after this dude has died, we actually have the coroner's report. Because, you know, it takes three years to get that shit together. And, and granted, I know not a lot of people are talking about this, and for whatever reason... I don't know why it's not topical. I get it. It's three years after the fact. Move on, Don. But I'm going to read you a couple of things here, and then we're going to we're going to break this down. So essentially, here is the Wikipedia. Take take Wikipedia for what it's worth. Okay, I like to use that mainly because there's no argument. We can argue the truth of of Wikipedia, but the, the other side, those people will be like, oh, that's not what happened. Oh, this is what Wikipedia says, so we're going to use their words. So on May 25th, 2020, George Floyd, a 46-year-old black man, was murdered in Minneapolis, Minnesota by Derek Chauvin, a 44-year-old white police officer. We got to make sure that we let you know that one was black and one was white. We got to make sure that's important. Um, Floyd had been arrested after store clerk alleged that Floyd, Floyd made a purchase with a counterfeit $20 bill. Chauvin knelt. I love how they just skip right to the cut right to the chase, right? Chauvin knelt on Floyd's neck over nine minutes while Floyd was handcuffed and lying face down in the street. Two other officers, Alexander Coonan, Kung, whatever, and Thomas Lane assisted Chauvin in retaining Floyd or restraining Floyd. Uh, Lane 
had also pointed a gun at Floyd's head. I don't remember seeing that shit in the video. <laughs> I'm not trying to laugh at anyone's demise, but I that one's new to me, Wikipedia. Thanks for the laugh there. Uh, where was I at here? Chauvin restaining. Lane had also pointed a gun at Floyd's head prior to Floyd being put in handcuffs. A fourth police officer, Tao, 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 Pow, Pow, prevented bystanders from intervening. Prior uh, to being placed on the ground, Floyd had exhibited signs of anxiety, complaining that he had claustrophobia and being able to breathe. After being restrained, uh, he became more distressed, complaining breathing difficulties, knee on the neck, uh, tear, or fear of imminent death. After several minutes, Floyd stopped speaking for the last few minutes. Okay, we know. So we know the, the gun thing, that's new to me, because I remember watching the video when the cops, the two officers, approached the car. We never, ever hear about the passenger. Remember, there was two people in that vehicle. There was George Floyd and some other dude. And nothing happened to the other guy. Why? Why was he not murdered by these racist cops? Maybe because, maybe, hear me out. Because of a couple of things. Number one, he wasn't acting a fucking fool. You can't be claustrophobic in a car when you're sitting in a car. You weren't claustrophobic when you were sitting in your car. You were only claustrophobic when you got put in the police officer's car. And then when they took you out of the officer's car, you wanted to act a fool. So you had to be restrained. Now, as I'm going to read you the coroner's report here in just a minute, did Chauvin need to kneel on his neck? I don't know. I don't know. It's not like Floyd was a little dude, you know. And you could see on the video, which, mind you, I don't recall anything, any guns being pointed at anybody, but, you know, whatever. I guess after years, we can rewrite history, and that's usually what happens. But, um, so the facts of the case, as we were told, and as uh, Chauvin was convicted, right, to, uh, to what, 20-some-odd years in, in uh, prison... Um, it is what it is, right? He, you know, as I read it, right? Okay, so now here is the coroner's report, okay? Now this is, um, uh, computer is doing stuff that I don't want it to do. All right. <laughs> the, um, the coroner, you know, this, this is a person who testified at Chauvin's case, Okay. Now, Chauvin's case was, I think, a year after his after uh, Floyd's death. So it's not like it was, you know, two weeks later. Now, one would think they had all of this reporting. This isn't anything that they shouldn't have had prior to the case. And the coroner, I don't care what the videotape showed, okay? Here's here's the deal. Now I'm gonna try and I gotta get close to this thing because I can't get it to zoom. But here we go. So there was no life threatening injuries identified. Okay. So essentially, if someone is quote unquote murdered, whoever that somebody is, if that person is shot, okay, they were obviously shot. If that person had their neck broken, they obviously had their neck broken. It, you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm going to kind of spin this into the whole Perry situation up in New York with um, 
with the subway situation because why when will we get to see the coroner's report on on what i don't even remember the dude's name jordan peterson or whatever his name was and i'm sure that's not right and i probably just mentioned someone else's name because it was in my head but whatever (laughs) but you know what i'm talking about so here we go no life-threatening injuries identified okay so that's part three part a of this was no facial oral or non-conjunctive um pectitis no injuries or anterior muscles of the neck or laryngeal structures so no damage to the neck muscles okay no scalp soft tissue skull or brain injuries no chest wall um, soft tissue inju- injuries, rab, rab, rib fractures other than a uh, single rib fracture from CPR or uh, vertebral column injury. So nothing, no damage to his chest other than where he was given CPR to try and revive him. Um, and, you know, let me pull this up on my phone so I can zoom it because, you know, I'm old and blind. Give me a second here because I'm really struggling to try and see this. I'm sorry. Click on that. Oh, yeah, there we go. As Chris would be singing right now, he's got old man eyes. Okay. Incisions um, and subcutaneous digestion, uh, posterior and lateral neck, shoulders, back, flanks, and buttocks, negative for trauma. So the parts of his body... You know, neck, shoulders, back, butt, you know, had no trauma. Okay. Viral testing. So this was done by the Minnesota Department of Health. Posterior nasal swab collected on 526. So this day after he died. He was, oh, oh, breaking news, guys. Breaking news right here. He was positive for COVID-19. Solved the case. We know what killed him. It was COVID. So he's positive for COVID-19 by a PCR test. Okay. Um, so I'm going to read the doctor's words here. Hemoglobin S uh, quantitation post-mortem uh, formal uh, blood. Uh, I have no idea what that is. So toxicology. See attached report for full details. Testing performed on intermortem blood specimens collected on 525 at 9 p.m. So this was the day he died later that evening. Um, blood and, uh, blood drug and novel uh, psychoactive substantial screen. So he was tested he tested positive for fentanyl, non-fentanyl, uh, ANPP, I don't know what that is. Methamphetamines. Uh, high, so he had THC, uh, delta 9 THC and continin positive and caffeine. So he was drinking a soda or whatever. Um, So essentially, blood uh, vitalities negative for ethanol, methanol, uh, urine drug screen, presumptive positive for cannabis, amphetamines, and fentanyl. So essentially, what we had talked about three years ago or we, we weren't doing the podcast three years ago, but during the, the Chauvin trial, we were. And we brought up the fact that this guy overdosed on drugs. So essentially, this is what happened. <laughs> like Wikipedia said, 
Floyd went into a store, was buying whatever he was buying, and he passed a t- uh, counterfeit $20 bill. The, this shop owner called the cops, said this dude's trying to pass counterfeit 20 The cops showed up. Him and his buddy were sitting in his car. And I think it was an SUV, if I'm not mistaken. And um, approached him. The passenger, whoever he was, we... we I. I guess I could have looked this up, but whatever. Nothing ever happened to this guy that was with him. What happened to the passenger? Was he convicted? Was he, was anything, ha- whatever happened to him? Um, but nonetheless, sitting in the car, I guarantee you when the cops approached the car, they probably, or at least Floyd did, swallowed a shit ton of drugs so he wouldn't get busted with them. And eventually overdosed. Um, why? Why did this happen? Now, mind you, I guess we can go into the whole division. Was it a false flag situation? I don't think it was a quote-unquote false flag. I think it was a opportunity arose where he had a white cop kill, a, a you know, as far as the public was told, killed a black man for no reason. Um <coughs> And in actuality, he overdosed. And it was just a crime of convenience, I guess. And um, in the meantime, this is in the middle of all this BLM stuff. You just had one thing after another with BLM. Interestingly enough, since nothing really has gone on in the last couple of years since George Floyd, nothing major. You know, we we had a string there of of white cop slash black criminal, whatever, situations, right? We had St. Louis or, you know, just outside of St. Louis. You had George Floyd. You had uh, Michael Brown. You had, uh, you know, these different, what was the ones, uh, hands up, don't shoot. I mean, all the different scenarios. You remember all the, the slogans, right? So you had about a year and a half, two-year block of stuff, and BLM really popped off. It popped off when with the George with not George Floyd, but with the Zimmerman Trayvon Martin situation here in Florida. And then it grew from there with different situations that happened in different parts of the country. Well, interestingly enough, since since nothing's really gone on in the last couple of years, because all of a sudden we're we're fine now, I guess. Even though I'm sure white cops are still killing black suspects and, and I'm being facetious when I say it like that. But um BLM's now gone broke. You know, Patrice Cooler Colors and the other two ladies, they've pissed away ninety million dollars. Bought mansions, pissed away the money. Nothing to show for other than personal property. No parks were built for inner city kids. No scholarships were founded for inner city kids. Nothing. Nothing that should have helped your black lives matter helped black lives matter so and that's i mean that's really all i got to say about that three years later we finally get the coroner's report which should have been released a week or so after his death but here we are three years later why would you suppose this is released three years down the road because no one's talking about who cares my question is he his family sued right they got 27 million dollars settlement for wrongful death 
brought upon by his family. If he was responsible for his own death by ODing on drugs, shouldn't they have to give the money back? Shouldn't Chauvin be released from prison? I, I just don't understand. <laughs> you literally have a report here saying that there was no trauma to his neck, his body, other than the drugs that he took. That's it. So I'd be curious to see what happens from that. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because, like I said, it piggybacks off of the situation going on in New York with the subway. Uh, what was his name? Da da uh, Daniel Perry, I believe. There's two names. There's one in Texas, and it was Penny, and one's Perry. I don't know. Maybe Penny's in New York and Perry's in, in uh, Texas, now that I say that. So Daniel Penny in New York. <laughs> Excuse me. Still getting over this cold. And... uh. It's a similar situation where this person was put in a chokehold when realistically was not. Is it a situation where the person that died in that whole situation was on drugs? I, I, I'm not saying he was, but um, maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. I'm trying to look it up real quick. <laughs> of course, I can parry and... Um, Freaking um, Perry, uh, Florida comes up. <laughs> Come on. This is what I get when I'm trying to. Here we go. Marine vet. Daniel Perry. So Daniel Perry is is this. And Jordan Neely. I said Jordan Peterson. I think Jordan Pearson, Peterson's a podcaster. <laughs> but uh, Daniel Penny's in, in Texas. Perry is in New York. Okay, so here we go. Um, with the chokehold that, that, you know, we're saying he put him in a chokehold and realistically the choke, the, the restraint wasn't a chokehold. It's a carotid, uh, choke essentially where the, the bicep and the forearm close off blood. So I personally think, and the same thing with, with, um, with George Floyd, I think it's, it's both of these are a situation where this these people possibly and like I said, I'm, I'm speculating on the Jordan Neely situation, but knowing his background and everything, I'm probably not far off base. So I'm really speculating, but just mark this down on May 28th or 23. If I'm saying that he had a drug overdose, uh, it's a speculation based on his life that he was living. Could I be wrong? Yeah. Could I be right? More than likely. And I think it's a, a combination similar to George Floyd where the excitement. So you, you, you OD on these drugs, whatever drugs they may have been. And then the excitement of everything else going on. And it's probably not even a situation, even with George Floyd. The numbers weren't exorbitant. He probably took a normal dose that he would normally take. But it could have been in a combination of everything between the weed, the fentanyl, the, uh, the meth that he took all at one time. In combination, that in combination with the excitement of what was going on, killed him. Do you understand what I'm saying? But it's just another case of a white man kills black guy, we have to lose our shit. White cop kills black guy, we have to lose our shit. White cop shoots black guy, we have to lose our shit. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm done. But anyway. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. So, in uh, more uh, more news, it has begun. So, it has begun is correct. Uh, 
Uh, Neuralink, FDA approves Neuralink to launch its first in-human clinical study. So if you're unfamiliar as to what that is, it is uh, it's, it's brain chip devised by Elon Musk holds the potential to empower individuals suffering from paralysis, enabling them to reclaim their independence by exerting control over computers and mobile devices. Furthermore, Neuralink harbors the promise of completely revolutionizing our modes of communication, web browsing, movie viewing, etc., uh, to make it easier, faster, and a lot more convenient, the realm of, a- of, har- of AI has witnessed extraordinary surge in technology advancement. Blah, de, blah, de, blah. So essentially, uh, Musk, who, <laughs> in my opinion, has everybody fooled. He's got the people on the right fooled, thinking he's doing a great thing with Twitter. He has people on the left fooled. He, he's got everyone snowed. This is a person who, on the Twitter side of his business, wants to pretend that free speech exists and everything is cool. And in the same note, he's still banning. I still haven't gotten my original Twitter back, even though I've filled out all the forms. So why? Uh, why are people still getting banned off of Twitter? Free speech is allowed. Okay, so there's that. Then you have a situation where he's taking kickbacks from the government for Tesla. He's taking kickbacks from the government for SpaceX so he can be profitable, even though neither of those companies are profitable. And then you have this, Neuralink. And I almost think that Twitter, the whole Twitter purchase thing, was a way to gain faith from the right if that makes any sense now <laughs> Neuralink to me and we've talked about this on the show before <laughs> that's similar to the whole Amazon one or getting your RFID chip put in so you can access this and access that I'm sorry but that's not going to happen um in my opinion, you want to put a chip in someone's head. And they're, and much like everything else they do, from debit cards to credit cards to CBDCs to all this other stuff, it's all in the guides of convenience or helping. So initially, this brain chip is going to be shown as a, not so much a lifesaver, but a life giver backer. Okay, and what I mean by that is, Is it going to help people to possibly see that are blind or hear that are deaf or walk who can't? I don't know. You know, because a lot of a lot of those things, blindness, deafness, paralysis, a lot. I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of those things, they can tie back to neurological issues. Okay, for example, if you got hit in the head hard, okay, from whatever baseball bat, car accident, whatever it was, you could possibly be paralyzed or blind or deaf or whatever. Um, You see people that have neurological diseases of some sort and they can't walk quite right or they have like a, a limp or, you know, whatever the case may be, a learning 
disability, those just different things. Now, they're going to sell this to the to these people as a way to help them, okay? And it, it possibly will work. I mean, if you're able, it's kind of like uh, what's the cochlear in, implants for, for deaf people, right? You put this implant in, it. I don't know exactly how it works, but it's something to do with the, the bone in your head that connects to the ear canal and so on and so forth and helps you to be able to hear, right? So it's going to be a similar similar technology in the sense that essentially your brain, and this is true, this is proven, your brain emits electrical pulses, okay? So for in order for you to breathe, move your arms, move your hands, you know, wipe your ass, your brain emits electrical impulses for you to be able to do that, to control. Think about it. You don't have to think to breathe, okay? If uh, you might, you don't have to think to do anything, essentially. Most people, now just m most normal, everyday people, don't have to think to do stuff. Like right now, I'm talking to you. You guys can't see me, okay? But I am a hand talker. And what that means is my hands right now are flailing. And that's when you'll hear me hit the mic and you'll hear me <laughs> do stuff like that. But it's a situation where, um, I'll raise one. Um, <laughs> I had to look at my phone. Uh, you don't have to think about that. It's like my brain, like I'm sitting here telling my brain to make my hands move, to make my mouth move, to be able to make sure I breathe in between words, right? You don't have to think about those things. It, it's automatic. Now, there are people who can't breathe, right, for whatever reason, and they're put on ventilators or put on situations to help them breathe, okay? There are people who can't walk for whatever reason. If it's a, if it's a neurological thing, they're going to sell these chips to people in the sense of, I can help you walk again. I can help you breathe again on your own. I can help you do this. I can help you do that. But... <clears throat> If it's a chip like you have in your phone or your remote control or your computers or whatever, then that's something that can be controlled by a computer. And this is also something they're saying that could be hooked up to the Internet. So essentially at the beginning here when I talked about exerting control over computers and mobile devices. So <laughs> we jokingly talk about these things. And I know Chris gives me crap. I talk about Friends or Seinfeld and stuff. Okay, whatever. I still watch those shows. I know they're... 30 years old, I don't care, whatever. Maybe not 30 years old, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so I watch these shows, but I can recall two two episodes. A Seinfeld episode, boom, and a Friends episode over here. So in the Seinfeld episode, if you guys are Seinfeld fans, you might remember this. There was an episode where Kramer, where they were talking about something like this. And uh, he, I tried to find the clip, and I couldn't find it, so... Pardon me, but if you're a Seinfeld fan, you'll know what I'm talking about. So he was talking about, oh, one day in the future, they're going to put chips in your head. And you'll be able to make phone calls. You would just by thinking about someone. So you'd be like, oh, Newman. Oh, hey, Newman, how's it going? He's not using any phones or whatever. I think the episode was where um, Elaine has a cell phone. She's calling a friend about whatever. But <clears throat> you'll have <laughs> – now, this was back in late 90s. This show, this particular episode was on probably late 90s. And here we are. Then on a Friends episode, uh, Ross, okay, if you recall, <laughs> I'm sorry to do this, but, you know, this is my life. Joey was getting a new roommate. He had the, the model 
uh, roommate girl that moved in, right? The I don't remember her name, but the Australian chick that was moving in with him. And uh, she was having a conversation with Ross, and Ross was like, well, one day in the future, you'll be able to download your thoughts into a computer system and live forever. We're here. That time is now. My question is this. If you implant something like this in your head, and it's sold to you as a great idea, and this is where kind of like COVID vaccines, <laughs> it's going to be sold to us under the guise of safety. This will be sold under the guise of helping you and or convenience. So if you have a family member who has one of these issues that this chip might actually help, and they put it in Uncle Bobby's head, and now Uncle Bobby can walk, you're going to think, holy shit, that's great. Then, you know, this isn't nothing that's going to happen overnight. It might not even be something that affects me personally because I'm 50 years old. You know, this could be 20, 30 years down the road before it's a major thing. And then some of these people, some of these people are so rich, they're so arrogant that it's <laughs> this is a way for him to try and live forever, essentially. Um, you can upload my brain. Everything that's in my head uploads to this chip, and I can be Elon Musk forever. Even though my body might die, my brain will live on. And that's the scary thing. These people think they're gods. And it kind of goes, not to get off on a tangent, but it kind of melds into the whole uh, transvestite situation, transgender situation. This is transhumanism. Okay? And and I guess something I'll get into later on, this will be another show down the road, and I'll mix all this in together. But uh, I, I feel like we're making God very angry. Okay? And if you guys know anything about a little bit, and know the story of Noah's Ark. Okay. And I'm not going to talk about this today, but just I'm going to give you a little preview to something that's going to come up. It just kind of dawned on me. <laughs> and the story of Noah's Ark and Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay. If you know those stories, you know where I'm going. If you don't know those stories, you might want to familiarize yourself with them. And um, and just think about it. And this is where I'm going to leave this, this what I'm, my thought is. If you know the story of either of both of those situations, you kind of understand what I'm talking about. If you don't, maybe read up on them, Google them, whatever. But essentially, in those two different stories, man made God very angry. Okay? So, something to think about. My question is this. So, th this happened on Friday. Okay? Back in March of this year, the FDA rejected Musk's bid to test the brain chip implants in humans. So you're talking two months ago, a little more than two months ago, he was rejected, right? And let me just read this. This is March uh, 2nd of 23. The food FDA turned down a bid from Neuralink, the ambitious yet controversial human brain chip. Uh, startup founded by uh, nation's richest man, Elon Musk, to begin human trials. Major setback for the ambitious yet controversial startup, as even as Musk claims Neuralink implants are safe enough to for insertion into his and children's brain. So, I think the reason was. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I don't need. Okay, so Neuralink, which seeks to seeks to assist neurological and physical impaired people via Bluetooth-enabled implants, has attracted criticism for the 1500 animals including monkeys that have allegedly died in its experiments 
found founded by Musk in 2016. Neuralink raised 363 million since its conception. Blah blah blah. So you have a situation where a little more than two months ago he was denied because it has killed monkeys and other animals. And if you're testing stuff on monkeys, just for I'm not a biologist by any stretch of imagination, but I know the closest living mammal to a human is a monkey, right? If this thing is killing monkeys, why would it not kill humans? Okay. And then furthermore, <laughs> you're talking now, I guess if you're, like I said, this is going to be sold to people that who are disabled. This isn't going to be sold to someone like me or you or whatever. It's going to be sold to people that can't walk, can't see, can't hear, can't do certain things. And I guess if you're at your wit's end and you're like, I just want to be able to walk. I just want to be able to breathe. I just want to be able to see. You'll probably be like, fuck it, let me do it. But the key thing is here, this is something that's Bluetooth enabled, which means it can be controlled outside. Well, yeah, it's because I'm going to have the app on my phone and I'll be able to control it. Okay, well, so will other people. Hello, number one. And how many of us have a phone? I would say that in America... I don't know about the rest of the world, but in America, I, I, I'm i just going to throw a number out and I'm just spitballing here. But I would guess that 90% of the adults in this country have a smartphone. I can't imagine I'm overestimating that number. So we'll say anywhere from 80 to 90% of this country that are uh, adults have cell phones. And then that doesn't include kids under 18 that most of those people have <laughs> kids have cell phones. How many times have you used your cell phone and it just stopped working? You had to reboot it. You had to do something. You had to do this. You had to do that. Well, why wouldn't this be the same situation? Furthermore, why wouldn't someone, if we talk about, say, TikTok, for example, and, uh, oh, we got to get rid of TikTok because it's a Chinese, which mine is, mine, <laughs> by the way, that's kind of gone to the wayside, but nonetheless, we can't have uh, TikTok because they're Chinese or hacking into your phone and they're doing this and they're doing that. Well, why couldn't they hack into um, Chinese or America or whoever, hack into the Neuralink chip and control Americans? Turn us into some AI robot uh, army. I'm just, I know I'm acting silly here, but, or am I? I think anything that, be, that, that can be put in your body to control you is not a good thing and we have to look at the conspiracy theories i mean that's it is what it is in this day and age of conspiracy theories i fear that more conspiracy theories are right than they have been wrong so you know they he gets the fda approval after just two months of not having approval which did he pay someone off? I don't know. So Elon Musk's brain-computer interface company Neuralink has received FDA approval um, to launch its first in-human clinical study. This is a result of incredible work by the Neuralink team in close collaboration with the FDA and represents the important first step that will one day allow our technology to help many people. Recruitment is not yet open for our clinical trial will announce blah, blah, blah. So transhumanism, right? The most important aspect of the Great Reset <laughs> is the Fourth Industrial Revolution, which is actually the show I have on tap for you for tomorrow. 
the transhumanistic revolution, in the words of the WEF founder Klaus Schwab, this will lead to a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological identity, the merging of man with machine. Transhumanist Elon Musk will be supplying globalists with the technology they need to invade our brains, leading to mass enslavement and mind control. In 2016, Elon Musk founded Neuralink, a company whose goal is to connect the human brain to a computer. The company is developing an ultra-high bandwidth brain chip to connect humans, computers, and artificial intelligence, what Musk refers to as Fitbit in your skull with tiny wires. In 2017, Musk expressed the same uh, sentiments as globalist founder Klaus Schwab when the uh, 2017 World Government Summit in Dubai Musk explained that artificial intelligence was pro, uh, progressing so rapidly that humans would have to merge with digital intelligence to become a sort of AI-human hybrid. So, essentially, and I, and I have more on this, but I'm going to mix this into the, um, the fourth industrial re- revolution. Um, and you'll, you'll understand why... In my opinion, Elon Musk isn't a friend of the free. He is a very smart person. He is a very rich person. But why is he rich? No one asked those questions. Oh, it's because Tesla is doing so great. and because, But he's getting subsidized by the fucking U.S. government. Who else is helping him besides our own government? No one's asking those questions. Why is Elon Musk so rich? It's because he's doing the bidding. We think he's such a great guy because of Twitter and everything he's doing, but he's not really doing anything on Twitter. I'm telling you right now. I mean, I was suckered into it when he bought Twitter. I'm not going to lie. But as you start looking at everything, you have to realize he is working with these people okay think about it and i'll have more on this when i do the fourth um industrial revolution and (laughs) this story also broke on friday uh former obama official says he has evidence that joe biden is a criminal right that's news of the obvious right biden family is getting hit by an unlikely source as former official in the Obama administration has come forward to allege that vice, then-Vice President Joe Biden was involved in the kickback scheme with his son or Hunter Biden's overseas business dealing. So if I had my soundboard up, I would hit the news of the obvious button. <laughs> so I've got a lot of stuff in my head. And, you know, we're going on 45 minutes as it is now that I can do probably about four shows this week in all honesty but i think it's a situation where you have the irs whistleblowers come out and now they're kind of like where they go you have this person coming out from the obama administration now is this a situation for this person to come out to distance obama from the situation possibly um and then the fbi is also involved in all of this this gentleman, Mike McCormick, who served as a stenographer for 15 years in the White House, said that the FBI had been ignoring him, even though he is willing to testify under oath before a federal grand jury investigating Hunter Biden's son, or Hunter Biden's son, Biden's son. 
in February, I went to the FBI and filed one of their on one of their tips in their website. If you don't do that, you're lying to them. You go to jail. I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth, and I'm not going to jail. He said, "Joe Biden is a criminal. He was conducted malfeasance in office." Blah blah blah. Okay, I'm going to give you my breakdown of what I think is going to happen. Take it for what it's worth. If you noticed, once, once um, Joe Biden announced he was running for re-election. Hold on a second. <laughs> it's like I hear shit. <laughs> once Biden admitted, or you know, came out and said he was running for re-election, that's when the heat on this Hunter Biden situation turned up. This isn't news. Okay, we've been talking about this since 2020. This isn't news. This is newfound revelations of old news. Why do you think it's come out now? So Susan Rice leaves Biden's administration. Some people could sit here and tell you that she was Obama's inside man, so to speak, and was kind of putting stuff into Biden's ears as uh, Obama being the puppet master, so to speak. And now now that Biden wants to run again, they're like, what the fuck? He's, Biden has served his purpose, okay? And they don't want to kill him. They just want him to go away. So if you recall, when Biden was running for president, and uh, I recall one of the, I don't know if it was a conference that he, well, he didn't do any conferences. So I don't know if it was an interview he did or if it was during a, a debate talked about running for re-election and he was like no I'm not running this is it one and done so now all of a sudden he's wanting to run again when in the meantime you know damn well they got fucking uh, Gavin Newsom in the background ready to rock and roll that's who they want that's who they quote unquote want to be your democratic nominee and possibly your president so isn't it funny how as soon as he announces he's running for re-election, the heat gets turned up on Joe, on uh, Hunter, I should say. And Joe's name's a lot more into the situation. So here's what I can see happen. Now, I'll get a lot of shaking of the heads. I'll get a lot of, no, it's not going to happen. I can personally see Hunter getting convicted. Whether he gets convicted or he cops a plea deal. One of the two things. But he's going to find himself going to jail. Now, it's going to be a situation of the they, in my scenario, is going to go to Biden, Joe, and say, look, here's the deal. You cannot run for president. So you're going to, we're going to convict your son. We're going to give him a nice little plea deal. He's going to go to jail. You as president can give him a pardon before you leave. And then you're done as being president. You can serve out your term. Or we can take it the JFK route. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying that I wish death upon anyone. But we all know what this government, the CIA, the FBI, we know what these people are capable of. And they don't give a shit about Biden or Trump or DeSantis or anyone else. You, those people are just the face. They, they don't mean shit. I mean... <laughs> JFK was the most beloved president in this country's time since before him and since then. And he was a Democrat. So I'm not saying he was the most beloved Democratic president. He was beloved, period. 
and they killed him. Okay? I don't give a shit about John, or John Wilkes Booth, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. I don't care about the story that we know. I'm telling you what the truth is. And I think since Biden served his purpose, they're going to give him the option. And I don't think he's going to want to die. So I think what what will happen, Hunter will get convicted. Biden will be so distraught. Oh, my poor little son, Hunter. He he pardons him. He gets him off. And then because of all the, the stress and, and whatever, he's going to bow out. He's not going to run. Which then you'll see Gavin Newsom. And this is going to have to happen soon. This isn't something that's going to wait until the end of next year because it'll be too late. This is going to happen this year. So, you know, today's May 28th. This is going to happen, I would say, before fall of this year. So, what, you got June, July, August. So, in the next three or four months, I see I see this happening. Now, it's not fast enough, obviously. It's not fast enough for Hunter to go to trial and be convicted. But it's fast enough for Hunter to be indicted and maybe cop a plea deal. And then... Joe get him off. Joe say, I'm not going to run again. Gavin Newsom steps in to run against RFKJ. That's just my hypothetical scenario. But I don't think I'm that far off a base on that one. If you think I'm wrong or you have another idea as to why that might be or another way it might happen, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775. You can also go to our website at don'ttreadonamerica.com. You can hit us up there. Uh, subscribe to the website. I don't spam you. I don't do anything. You might get a vlog here or there. You'll get show updates. That's about it. Nothing major. But from all of these places, you can message the show. Okay? And just tell me what you think. What do you think could possibly happen? I honestly do not see Joe being president for four more years. And I'm not even saying it's a situation that Trump's going to beat him or DeSantis or whoever. I'm not even saying that. I don't even think he's going to run. I honestly, in my heart, believe that something's going to happen where Hunter is going to get convicted. Or maybe not even, like I said, he might just get indicted for whatever charges. And he might take a plea deal just to get out of the way. And then the deal's going to be... Here's your deal, Joe. We're going to do this with Hunter. You can then pardon him, and then you're going to step out. If you don't do that, we're going to have a problem on our hands. That's just my thought. So hit me up, guys. Tell me what you think about that. And with that being said, guys, look at that. Under an hour. Told you. Boom. (laughs) I'm going to call it a day, and I'll uh, talk to you again. Uh, More than likely, I'll be back on Monday. So, uh, Follow the show and you'll get show updates. And uh, we'll talk to you then. See you later.